We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Old radio. Old radio. Old radio. Old radio. Old radio. Comedy Podcast. Welcome to Episode 70 of Season 3 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Jack Benny was one of the most successful entertainers in show business, becoming famous in the 1930s for a celebrated radio show, The Jack Benny Program, which ran from 1932 to 1955. After transitioning to television in 1950, the same titled program became one of TV's biggest successes as well, running until 1965. Benny also acted in movies, with his first appearance in 1929 and his last role in the 1972 film The Man, portraying himself. He has three stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, one each for radio, television, and film. Jack Benny Middle School in Waukegan, Illinois is named after him, and the British comedian Alfred Hawthorne Hill changed his professional name to Benny Hill as a tribute to Jack Benny. Jack Benny died on December 26, 1974, at age 80. Now sit back and enjoy the November 16, 1947, and March 22, 1942 broadcasts of the Jack Benny Program. The Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go out to Jack Benny's home in Beverly Hills, where we find Rochester tidying up Jack's den. Mmm, it's sure messy in here. I can't understand why the boss saves all these things. He's sure sentimental. Look at this. A program from his first vaudeville appearance. Look what it says. The Palace Theater proudly presents that new violin virtuoso, Jack Benny. And special added attraction, that sensational new invention, the Magic Lantern. (laughs) Well, I better put these pictures away and... uh Uh-oh, what's this? A bunch of pink envelopes tied with a blue satin ribbon. Smell that perfume. These must be some of Mr. Benny's old love letters. I'm going to open up one and read it. Well, I'll be darned. Cancel checks. something the boss must have mislaid. It's a letter from the doctor who examined him and it isn't open. I better take it to him. But John, John, without you, life isn't worth living. Say, Mr. Benny, I found... Quiet, quiet, Rochester. I'm listening. John, oh, John, how can you walk out on me after all we've been to each other? I'm sorry, Agnes, but marriage isn't for us. It just wouldn't work. It serves me right. I should have listened to my father. Your father, your father. If he kept his nose out of it, things might have been different. Oh, they were they. Well, if I never see your face again, it will be all right with me. Good 
line. Goodbye. Gee, this party line is better than a radio. <laughs> no commercials. <laughs> hey, what do you want, Rochester? <laughs> Quiet, Polly. What is it, Rochester? Uh, I found this letter from your doctor. Uh, read it to me. I haven't got my glasses. Yes, sir. It says, the results of your examination show the following. Your blood pressure is normal, your heart is perfect, your lungs clear, your blood count average, and you're in perfect condition. Hmm, the doctor must have sent you this by mistake. Nonsense, Rochester. I feel wonderful. There's no mistake. Read on. Yes, sir. Uh, now, where was it? Oh, yes. You're in perfect condition. I want to congratulate you and hope it's a boy. <laughs> What? Sit down, boys. Let me get you some milk. <laughs> now cut that out. It's for the million things she gave. You can me. shut up too, Polly. Rochester, let me see that report. You see? There, it was sent to the wrong address. Phew. <laughs> Rochester, stop holding my hand. I'm all right. I'll get it. You finish cleaning the den. Well, hello, Mary. Hello, Jack. Gee, Mary, it's good to see you again. Everybody missed you last week. Well, it was nice of you to let me go back to Plainfield for Mama Papa's 40th anniversary. Anniversary, anniversary. <laughs> hello, Polly. Well, hello, you. <laughs> Poor Polly. She doesn't know she's a girl. <laughs> Uh, how was the anniversary party, Mary? Oh, wonderful, Jack. Everybody was there. First, Uncle Lou got up and made a speech. Then Cousin Earl got up and made a speech. Then Uncle Harry held up Pop and he made a speech. Mary, your father got, I mean, at his own anniversary, he got himself inebriated? <laughs> well, Jack, it was such a gay party. Somebody sneaked in and spiked the punch with un bourbon. No kidding. You know who did it? Yeah, Papa. Oh. <laughs> and Jack... You should have been there to see my sister, babe. She's very fashionable now. She's got that new look. Shame she's got those old parts. <laughs> no, she really looks good. No, no kidding. Yes, in fact, she's got her old boyfriend back. You remember Herman Holquist? Oh, sure, Hermie. Yeah, was he at the party, too? No, he couldn't make it. He had to work. Well, there's one good thing about Herman. He's a steady worker. And that's what babe wants, you know, Stability. Say, there's no chance of Herman ever losing his job, is there? Of course not. There'll always be garbage. Oh. <laughs> well, maybe it was better he didn't go to the party. Uh, when did you, uh, when did... <laughs> when did you get back from Plainfield, Mary? Uh, Thursday night. I was just in time for Claudette Colbert's birthday party. How come you weren't there, Jack? Well, I was invited, but I felt kind of tired, so I stayed home and played gin rummy with Norman Krasner. Norman Krasner? <laughs> <laughs> Polly, I'm warning you One more interruption I won't take you to see Forever Amber <laughs> You know, Mary I kind of wish I could have gone back to Mary, what are you doing? I'm reading this letter from your doctor Oh, that It was just Why, Jack So that's why you couldn't go to Claudette's party <laughs> That letter was sent here by mistake 
My goodness. Uh, say, boys, I was cleaning up the bedroom and I found Mr. Ronald Coleman's hat. Oh, well, take it back to him later, will you? Jack, what was Ronald Coleman's hat doing in your bedroom? Oh, it's a long story, Mary, but Ronnie and Benita spent the whole night here. Uh, I meant to tell you, boss, in the morning, Mr. Coleman told me that your mattress was much too hard. What do you expect, goose feathers? No, but he didn't expect silver dollars either. <laughs> hmm. And not only that, he said the mattress was lumpy. Fort Knox should have lumps like that. <laughs> yeah. Rochester, answer the door, will you please? I still can't understand what happened last week, Mary. Ronald Coleman called me, invited me over to his house for a costume party. When I got there, there was no party at all. As a matter of fact, they sneaked out the back door, came over here, and went to sleep. Something wrong, Mr. Benny? No, no, Dennis. It's nothing that would interest you. Uh, What brings you over here, kid? Well, I phoned Miss Livingston's house, and her maid told me she was over here. Hello, Mary. Hello, Dennis. Do you want to see me? Uh Uh-huh. You know, I sure missed you, Mary. I thought about you every single day while you were gone. Really? Yeah. You went off with the keys to my car. Sorry, Dennis. I have them in my purse. Mary, how come you have the keys to Dennis's car? Well, Dennis took me to a football game, and I had to drive because Dennis, said... Dennis, stop reading that letter. It's from my doctor. Why are you keeping it a secret? You should be very happy. <laughs> Dennis, don't be silly. That's a mistake. But the letter says... I don't care what the letter says. It's impossible. Oh, yeah, you're not even married. <laughs> Yes, I'm glad you figured it out. Say, Jack, are we going to rehearse the program this afternoon like we always do? No, Mary, I put it off till tomorrow. I have to go down to the Motor Vehicle Bureau and have my driver's license renewed. It expired over a month ago. But Rochester does all the driving. Why do you need a license? Well, I like to have one with me. You know, when I go to a bar, they always ask me if I'm over 21, you know? (laughs) Anyway, Dennis, we'll... Mary, put down that vase. Dennis, we'll have our rehearsal tomorrow. But as long as you're here, you can let me hear your song now. Okay.
very good song, Dennis, and your voice is better than ever. Yeah, that's too bad. What? Well, if I didn't always have to keep singing on your Sunday show and my show Wednesdays, I'd be a great actor. Oh, sure, sure. I suppose you'd be another Edward G. Robinson or a, or a Ronald Coleman. It was awfully nice of you to say that, old fellow. <laughs> Stop with those silly imitations, Dennis. You don't sound like Coleman at all. Well, you thought so last week when I called and invited you to a party. <laughs> what? Dennis. Denny boy, you... <laughs> you were the one that called me and disguised your voice like Ronald Coleman? You... you did that? Dennis. Dennis, answer me. Answer me! Jack, take your foot out of his mouth. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Dennis. Dennis, how could you do a thing like that to me? Now, I realize what a fool I made of myself last week. I don't blame Ronnie for being mad at me. I better call him up and apologize. What a foolish thing that was. The uh, Ronald Coleman residence... Hello, is Mr. Coleman there? Uh, who shall I say is calling? Uh, Jack Benny. Uh, one moment, please. You know, I feel better already. I mean, I'll explain everything to Ronnie. He'll understand we'll be friends again. After all, we do have so much... Hello? Hello, Ronnie? Uh, this is the butler again, sir. Well, did you tell Mr. Coleman that I'm on the phone? Uh, yes, sir, and it's the first time he ever hit me. <laughs> Hit you? What's come over him? I don't know, sir, but when I mentioned your name, he screamed, Jack Benny, Jack Benny. And then he mumbled something about uh, dropping dead. <laughs> well, never mind. I'll just write a note and stick it in his laundry bundle. Uh, goodbye. Uh, goodbye, sir. What happened, Jack? Nothing, nothing. Ronnie wasn't in. Dennis, I can't get over it. How in the world could you think of pulling a trick like that? Well, I don't want to take all the credit, Mr. Benny. Phil Harris helped me think of it. What? In fact, it was his idea. Phil? Phil uh -huh. Harris? So it was Phil who put you up to it. Let me at that phone again. Now fix it. Imagine two guys getting together. Ah, uh, Phil Harris has read us that resonance. <laughs> Not the butler speaking. Butler? Phil has a butler. Hey, why not? He's got two shows, you know. I know, I know. Let me talk to Mr. Harris. Okay, okay. Keep your shirt on. Some butler. But I'm going to tell Phil it's plenty. Mr. Harris, social secretary speaking. <laughs> you like that? A butler and a social secretary. Having two shows certainly gone to his head. Put Mr. Harris on the phone, please. Just a minute. I'll tell Sabu to stop fanning him. <laughs> Sabu, look, tell, tell Mr. Harris I want to talk to him. Okay. Hey, Maharaja, get up off that Persian rug. You want it on the phone. Okay. Alice, you can take off that veil and stop dancing. <laughs> How do you like a guy like that? Hello? Phil, this is Jack. Oh, hiya, Jackson. What yeah. kind of a vitamin pill is holding you up today? 
never mind. That is something I want to talk to you about. What is it? Phil, did you put Dennis up to playing that trick on me last week? Oh, you found out about it, huh? <laughs> Pretty good, eh, Jackson? Pretty good. Let me tell you something. I knew that when we did it, you'd appreciate the humor behind it. Look, Phil... You're the kind of a man who can recognize the basic fundamentals of satiristical comedy. <laughs> Phil. Yes, sir, when it comes to a sophisticated situation that provokes mirth and laughter, you're the very first to perceive its true value. Look, Phil, you can't pull a wool Which over... Which is as it should be, because you're not only a great artist, but a dynamic, scintillating personality. I am? <laughs> Phil. Yes, sir, that's why the name Jack Benny is regarded by millions of people as the ultimate in the field of entertainment. Well... Well, Phil, it was awfully nice of you to call me. <laughs> and I, I certainly appreciate it. That's okay. Goodbye, Jackson. Goodbye, Phil. Oh, Phil, Phil. Phil, I got the most wonderful news to... Oh, I keep forgetting that letter was sent here by mistake. <laughs> Goodbye, Phil. You know, Mary, that Phil is such a sweet guy. I thought you were going to ball him out. Mary, I'm too big for that. I mean, I'm the kind of a man who can recognize the basic fundamentals of satiristical comedy. <laughs> Jack. What? Is that your head or is your nose stuck on some bubble loan? It's my head and put down that pin. Now, come on with me, Mary. I got to go downtown and get my driver's license. Hey, here comes Don Wilson. Don, what's the matter with you? You're trembling. Oh, Jack, I just had the most terrible experience. It was horrible. A woman tried to commit suicide. Suicide? How? I was walking down the street and she threw herself in front of me. <laughs> no! Fortunately, I stepped over her. Good. With your stomach? How did you know? Well, well I hope... Good, good. good. I, I hope I'm not late for rehearsal, Jack. Oh, Don, I should have called you. We're not rehearsing until tomorrow because I have to go and get my driver's license renewed. Well, Jack, this whole thing only takes a minute and we might as well rehearse the commercial while I have the quartet here. Oh, the sportsmen? Where are they? Right behind me. Oh, oh, oh. Hello, fellas. Hmm. You know, boys, you shouldn't always be walking behind Don. I mean, you're getting pale. You need a little sunshine. <laughs> Look, Don, I'm really in a hurry. Can't we do Jack, this? Jack, it'll only take a minute. Oh, all right. What is this number you've got? It's a song called I Believe. Well, good, good. Let's hear it. Okay, now, boys, remember what I told you. Just do the first chorus. I don't think Mr. Benny will like the second one. Yes, I don't like it when it gets silly, you know. Uh, tell him to go ahead, Don. All right. Take it, boys. I believe, I believe, I believe in wishing wells. And I also believe in a lot of things. Things that Daisy tells. I believe, I believe. I believe in Lucky Strike, LSM, 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 FT, that's smoke for weed. We say that's cute, Don. It's like when it comes from way down south. But before you light it, you should put it in your mouth. Well, that's logical. Empty boom, empty boom, and speedy rings. Take a tip, take a tip from the man who knows. It's as plain as the face on Durandy's nose. LSMFT, yes, that's a smoke for Say, that's swell. I believe, yes, sir. I believe, you bet. I believe in Lucky Strike. Don, I told him not to do it. Boys, this is the part Mr. Benny doesn't like. Yeah, I don't want the second part. He doesn't like the second part. Don, Don. Boys! Don! Boys! Tell him to stop! You fellas, you better stop! Fellas, wait a minute! 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 
Humphrey Pennyworth. <laughs> oh, I can't stand them any longer. Come on, Mary, I gotta get downtown. Here it is, Mary, Department of Motor Vehicles. Oh, here's a girl over here taking applications. There. Can I help you, sir? Yes, yes. I, I came here about my driver's license. My, how'd you ever think of this place? <laughs> well, you were recommended by some pedestrians, you see. This is one of the places they told me to go. Now, <laughs> now miss... My license is expired, and I want to get a new one. All right. Your name? Jack Benny. Name? Jack Benny. Sex male. Yeah, but they had him worried this morning. <laughs> Mary. What's your height? Uh, five feet ten. Weight? Uh, 157. Hair? $1.98. <laughs> Mary, it costs more. She doesn't mean that. She means the color. Miss, ha uh, Miss my hair is sort of a palomino gray. <laughs> Oh, yes. I noticed you're wearing its side saddle. <laughs> hmm. Your eyes? A lazy lagoon blue. <laughs> this suit I'm wearing doesn't do them justice. <laughs> All right. Take this application and get in line at window three for your eye test. Thank you. Come on, Mary. I got to go to window three. Yes, sir. Right over here. Your name. Thank you. This is where I take my eye test, isn't it? Yes. Now, can you read the third line on that chart? Well, not very well without my glasses. Uh, can you read the second line? Oh, yes, yes. It says... Uh, would you mind taking a step back? Not at all. Why? Uh, you're supposed to be at least one foot away from the chart. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. I did creep up a little too close there, didn't I? And now can you still read that second line? Yes, that's A-L-X-R-B. You're wrong. That's 13769. <laughs> funny, my making such a glaring mistake. Maybe I ought to put on my glasses. There. Is it all right to drive a car wearing glasses? Oh, sure. I wear them, too. In fact, I think I'll put mine on. Say, the rims on your glasses are just like mine, aren't yeah, they? So they are. Now, looking at the same chart, I want you to... Say, you're right. That is ALXRB. <laughs> That's funny. Now it looks like 13769. <laughs> you're both wrong. It says Uncle Sam wants you. Oh, yes. Now, what, what do I do next? You have to take your road test. Go right through that door to the street. Thank you. Come on, Mary. Who takes the next driving test? I do. Mary, we'll wait here. I'll be back in a minute. Follow me. I hope I won't be nervous. I haven't driven in an awfully long time. This is my car right, right here. Now, before we start, I want to find out how much you know about a car. Yes, sir. Now, where's your gasoline tank? In the rear. Your gas line? Under the chassis. Your gauge? 38. <laughs> what? 
Oh, oh, I thought you said my age. The gauge. The gauge is on the dashboard. All right, Mr. Benny. Start the car. Yes, sir. The motor must be cold. <laughs> Shall I crawl underneath and light a can of Sterno? <laughs> no, no, I'll try it again. Well, we're running along smoothly now. Is there anything in particular you'd like me to do? Yes, get off the sidewalk. <laughs> oh. Oh, pardon me. There. We're okay now. And I want you to know that I can really drive better than this, but I'm a little nervous with an inspector in the car. I understand. Now try and keep your mind on your driving, Mr. Benny. I will. See that big truck in front of you? Which one? <laughs> Take your head out of the windshield now. Look, Inspector, I can explain the whole thing. It's just that I was... What's the matter with you? Can't you see where you're going, you dumb ox? What? You heard me. I got a good notion to haul off... Feed him, driver! Yeah, slug him! Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute, driver. We ought to be ashamed of ourselves. Standing here arguing when on our feet lies a poor little dog. Come here, puppy. Up into my arms. Were you hurt bad? Sorry. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Anybody that loves dogs is okay with me. Poor little puppy. Hey, you know, bud, you really are a nice guy. I had you all wrong. I'm sorry I flew off the handle. Oh, it's all right. I'll see that my insurance company fixes up your car. Thanks. Come on. Come on, puppy. Let's go home now. Jack. Jack, I just heard a crash. Are you all right? Yes, I'm fine. Come on, let's get out of here. Okay, but I thought maybe... Jack, what's that you've got cuddled up in your arms? My toupee. Come on. <laughs> let's get out of here. Come on. Let's get out We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. J-E-L-L-O the Jell-O program brought to you by Jell-O and Jell-O Pudding, starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Dennis Day, Rochester, and yours truly, Don Wilson. The orchestra opens the program with One on the House. J-E-L-L-O. 
Jell-O. This is the name, friends, that for years has identified America's favorite gelatin dessert. Jell-O is a trademark, the property of General Foods and your assurance of delightful quality and flavor. Today, as always, Jell-O comes to you in that same familiar red-lettered package. But the Jell-O inside that package is new and different. Jell-O that hits a new high in flavor. Jell-O that is more delicious than ever before. By means of a new Jell-O process, Jell-O's tempting, tingling flavor is locked in. Yes, locked right into the tiny Jell-O particles. And that means extra goodness. More pleasure for you in every gay, shimmering Jell-O dessert you enjoy. Let your next package of Jell-O prove it. Open the package. Notice that there's no telltale aroma. No sign of escaping fragrance and flavor. Then dissolve the Jell-O and notice how Jell-O's captive goodness comes pouring out in a rush of richness. Get several boxes of Jell-O tomorrow. The package is just the same, but the Jell-O inside is better than ever. Thanks to Jell-O's new locked-in flavor. played by the orchestra. Now, ladies and gentlemen, spring is here once again, and warm weather has returned to Southern California. That old sun sure feels good. So without further ado, we bring you a man who every year at this time removes the sleeves and rolls up the legs of his long underwear, Jack Benny. Thank you. Jello again, this is Jack Benny talking, and Don, you're right. When I take off my longies, I feel like a fat lady getting out of a phone booth. <laughs> you know, Don, spring does something to me. I, I'm so peppy lately. What do you mean, peppy? Well, every morning I jump out of bed at 5 a.m., put on my gym suit, exercise with my 100-pound dumbbells, and then now, I... Now, wait a minute, Jack. You mean to say that you actually pick up 100-pound dumbbells? Well, I, uh, I don't exactly pick them up. I just tug at them. <laughs> It, it develops the shoulders, huh? Well, anyway, after that, I put on the gloves and spar around for about 45 minutes with Rochester. You know, this morning, he got in a quick punch that darn near knocked me cold. Packs quite a wallop, huh? Well, it's not that so much, Don, but I found out later he was saving tinfoil for the China relief in his left glove. <laughs> Imagine, we were only doing morning exercise, and Rochester had to put a heavy tinfoil in his glove. Well, Jack, uh, didn't you have anything in your glove? Well, I did insert a small flat iron. <laughs> But the, uh, the cord got caught around my neck, Rochester swung, and the birdies reminded me that spring was here. <laughs> oh, hello, Mary. Hello, Jack. Hello, Don. How are you, Mary? How do you feel? Oh, wonderful. I love spring. Me too. You know, Jack, I saw my first robin this morning, and he came all the way from Alabama. Now, wait a minute. How do you know the robin came from Alabama? He had a banjo on his knee. <laughs> oh, Susanna. <laughs> Now, this may be a coincidence, Mary, but I saw a robin today that came in from St. Joe, Missouri. How do you know? He kissed me. They loved me there. <laughs> How's that for a nifty, huh? Oh, you're a riot. 
Where are you getting all the pep lately? Where do you think I'm getting it? It's spring. You know, Mary, in the spring, a young man's fancy lightly turns to thoughts of love. Well, I'll be darned. He's got a glint in his eye. <laughs> in my blue eye, if you please. Say, Mary, uh, Jack tells me that he's been doing all kinds of exercises. Not only that, he even bought a bicycle. You should have seen him yesterday when he was showing off on us. <laughs> Now, cut that out. What did he do, Mary? <laughs> well, I saw Jack riding down Wilshire Boulevard yesterday, and he yelled out, Hey, Mary, look, no hands. And what happened? He hit a lamppost, smack, no teeth. <laughs> I just did that for a gag. Anyway, I can take those falls, can't I? You're good for about one more, Daddy. Save it. <laughs> Don't worry about me. I know what I'm doing all the time. Hiya, Jackson. Boy, do I feel good. Ain't spring the nuts. Well, look who's a nature lover all of a sudden. I ain't kidding. I went out in the garden this morning, and you know what, Jackson? What? I seen a robin that just blew in from Chattanooga. All right, Phil. How do you know the robin came from Chattanooga? He was choo-chooing on a worm. <laughs> ain't that a lulu? A lulu? That hair's is ever sharp, like them pencils. <laughs> oh, you're a cliff. Huh? <laughs> Say, Phil... What do you mean you're out in your garden? Have you got a garden? Sure, I got one of them victory gardens. I'm going to raise tomatoes and beans and radishes and, uh, what's that stuff that grows on them long stalks? Corn, you know what it is. <laughs> anyway, Phil, I, I had no idea you were such a farmer. Jackson, there's nothing like it. You take one of them seeds, you put it in the ground, and the first thing you know, a little green thing shoots up. Do tell. You pull it out and there's a carrot on the other end. Well. Then you keep on pulling and there's some potatoes and then you pull a little more and there's some beets. And now, then wait a minute, Phil. Wait a minute. <laughs> Vegetables don't grow on top of each other like acrobats. <laughs> but congratulations, anyway, on your love for the soil. Well, it's about time for a song, I guess. Where's Dennis? Here I am, Mr. Benny. Boy, spring is sure here, all right. You know, I saw a robin this morning that came all the Dennis, way from... Dennis, Dennis, we don't want, uh, we don't want any more, uh, we don't want any more robin gags. We've had enough. Oh, let him tell it, Jack. Yeah, this one struck me as rather amusing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's hear it. Well, I saw a robin this morning that came all the way from Natchez to Mobile. <laughs> How do you know? My mama done told me. <laughs> Say, that was all right. Now, let's have your song. Yes, sir. And by the way, kid, as long as you mention spring, you better start mowing my lawn next week. Well, I don't think I should mow your lawn anymore. It's not dignified. Oh, it isn't, eh? Besides, I'm a big singer. Would John Charles Thomas mow your lawn? He would if he worked for Jack. <laughs> You said it. Sing, kid. Let's have your... Tonight is the night you leave me 
And I can't do much that will help you through Though this moment's breaking my heart Believe me Here's one thing I promise for you, sung by Dennis Day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to announce that next Sunday, as a special treat for grown-ups and kiddies alike, we are going to present a real old-time minstrel show. Doc Benny will come to town with his troupe of 40 entertainers. Count them, 40. A minstrel show, eh? Yep. Hey, Jackson, can I be the interlocutor? <laughs> I'm going to be the interlocutor. You can be the tater if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> now, fellas, um, <laughs> fellas, this is a real thing, so I, uh, I want you, I want you all to put burnt cork on your faces. Everybody bring tambourines. And Mary, I want you and Dennis to wear bandanas. But why? Never mind. All right, Don. Bandanas. Oh, Jack, you can't do this to me. <laughs> you can't do it. Don Bandana. No, Jackson, no, 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 no. Phil. Phil, you keep out of this. All right, Don, I'm not going to argue with you. Bandana. Now, wait a minute, Jack. I'm always very happy to say that Jell-O is economical and easy to make. But, Don... And I love to tell the folks it's America's favorite gelatin dessert, and it has that new locked-in flavor. Now, Don... But if you think I'm going to stand up here in front of all these people and say that Jell-O is very good with sliced bandanas, you're crazy! <laughs> Well, you said it, Smarty, so there. And if you want to know something, that was one of my cleverest ideas. It was brilliant, wasn't it, Dennis? No, sir. <laughs> Boy, am I going to mow that lawn. <laughs> yes, and I can just hear you snip, snip, snipping on that hedge, too. 
Well, what do you say, Phil? It's about time for a band number. So soon? Yeah, I want to leave early today. I'm going out to Hillcrest and play nine holes of golf before it gets dark. Golf? You mean to say you still want to play golf after what happened Friday? Mary, I was a little off my game. I generally shoot in the high 70s. Or the low 80s. Or the gay 90s. <laughs> oh, shush. I play all right. Now, wait a minute, Jackson. You ain't so hot. I gave you a good trim in the other day, and you never even paid off the bet. The reason I didn't pay off, Phil, is because the match was never finished. Never finished? Why, what happened, Phil? <laughs> Let me tell him. Oh, you're always telling everything. <laughs> you see, Don, last Friday was a beautiful day. So Jack and Phil went out to play a round of golf, and they invited me to come along and be scorekeeper. Scorekeeper, oh. scorekeeper. <laughs> well, anyway, the boys went into the locker room to change their clothes. So I waited and waited. You know how Jack is. He's worse than a woman when he <laughs> Now, hurry up and hurry up and change your clothes, Phil. We want to get out and sock that old ball around. Right? I haven't played in years, Jackson. Oh, you'll get back in the swing of it. I'll give you a few pointers. Rochester, for heaven's sake. What's the matter, boss? Don't wad up my suit and shove it on the shelf. Put it on a hanger. Well, if I take too good a care of it, it ain't never gonna be mine. <laughs> you won't get that suit for a long time. Now hand me my golf shoes. Here you are. You know, Mr. Benny, you sure look romantic standing there in your long underwear. <laughs> romantic? Yes, sir. If you had a dagger around your waist, you'd look just like Hamlet. Hamlet. To be or not to be. <laughs> that is the question. There he goes again. Quiet, quiet, quiet there. Put your pants on. <laughs> oh, nobody around here can stand a guy with talent. Oh, jealous at Hillcrest. Oh, Rochester, where did you put my knickers? Right here, boss. <laughs> knickers? Hey, Jackson, you still wearing them old-time plus fours? When I put on the cap that matches them, they're very snappy. <laughs> Come on, Phil, let's get out there and hit that old pill. Oh, I don't feel like playing, Jackson. I worked late last night. I'm all in. Oh, uh, tired, eh? Yeah, like I told you, I ain't had a golf club in my hand for over five years. Oh, five years, eh? Hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, Phil. I'll bet you $10 on the game. <laughs> you know, just to make it interesting. Okay, 10 bucks. It's a bet. Say, here comes a good golfer. Artie Stebbins. Swell fella, too. Hello, Artie. Hiya, Jack. Who lent you the bloomers, May Robeson? <laughs> These are knickers. What a guy. Always got some corny crack. Well, let's get going. Here's your sweater, boss. Oh, Rochester, I want my old sweater. The one that says, get the chili bowl habit on it. <laughs> oh, here it is. Hey, come on, Phil. Let's get started. Okay, but I'm telling you, Jackson, I'm a wreck. A wreck, eh? Now, remember, remember our little bet, Phil, $20. No, uh, no reneging now. <laughs> All right, Rochester, pick up my golf bag. You're going to be my caddy. Caddy? Yeah, what do you expect me to do? Leave the clubs here and kick the ball around the court? I wouldn't know, boss. The game I play only involves three moves. Get down on your knees, shake gently, and wish them a happy landing. <laughs> well, there's no comparison. Shooting craps is no exercise. It ain't, eh? No. Boss, did you ever try to make a four with a pair of loaded dice when the eyes of Texas were upon you? <laughs> No, and I'm not interested. Oh, Mr. 
Mr. Benny, Miss Livingston's waiting for you on the first tee. You better hurry and put your pants on. I've got my pants on. These are knickers. Oh, a victory suit, huh? <laughs> Dennis, tell Mary we'll see her in a minute. Okay. Hello, Jack. How are they going? Oh, hello, Charlie. That's Charlie Lacey, the golf pro here, Phil. Boy, what that guy has done for my game. Hey, Charlie, we're just going out for a round. You want to join us? I'd love to, Jack, but I've got a lesson to give now. Well, you really made a golfer out of me. Only four lessons you think I've been playing all my life. Huh? Well, I'm glad you're satisfied. By the way, thanks for the check. Don't mention it. It's the best investment I ever made. So long, Charlie. So long. Good luck. Thanks. Come on, Rochester. Let's go, Phil. Okay, boy, I can hardly walk. Hardly walk, eh? Remember our bet, Phil, $30. <laughs> and may the best man win. Hey, Phil. Boy, am I rare to go. Hi, Mary. Sorry we kept you waiting. Well, holy smoke. Get a load of those old-fashioned knickers. These knickers are all right. And that cap hanging over one ear. You look like Jackie Coogan and the kid. <laughs> all right, all right. Come on, let's play. You shoot first, uh, Phil. Okay. Here's your driver, Mr. Harris. Thanks. Stand back, everybody. Hmm. If you don't mind a suggestion, Phil... You're standing too far away from the ball. Hello, Jackson. Let's get it over with, will you? Four. <laughs> wow, look at that ball go. Look at it go. Look, look. <laughs> 250 yards at the most. Can't understand it after the awful life he's led. <laughs> well, it's my turn now. Rochester, tee up my ball a little higher. Higher? It looks like a lollipop now! <laughs> I guess it's all right. Well, here goes. Quiet, everybody. Four! Hmm. <laughs> mm, I, I fanned it. That's one stroke. Don't count out loud. Must have been standing too far away. There, that's better. Four! (laughs) 
Hmm. <laughs> Darn it, another fan. I guess I'm holding the club too tight. Well, I'll get it this time. Four! Hmm. Hmm. Oh, I... Gee, I... I... I fanned it again. You ought to be cool now, boy! <laughs> with all these interruptions. Everybody yelling and screaming at me. Now, here it goes. Four, four. What are you fouring about? There's some people standing down there on the green. Well, you won't be there to Labor Day. Oh, yeah? Hmm. Well, watch this. Four. What was that? You broke a window in the clubhouse behind you. <laughs> Gee, I, I can't get rid of that slice. Oh, well, I'll take a five on this hole. Come on, everybody, let's go. Remember our bet, Phil, five dollars. <laughs> Those birds, I wish they'd stop singing. They're throwing me off my game. Maybe they don't know you're playing for money. You can pipe down, too. It's a fine country club, anyway, with birds all around. And trees and grass. Oh, it's awful. Oh, keep still. Hey, what hole are we on? You just finished the seventh. Wake up. What's the score, Mary? It's pretty close. Uh, Phil is 28 and you're 128. <laughs> Well, there are two more holes. I've still got a chance. I don't like this club. Hand me my spoon, Rochester. You broke it over my head on the last hole! Oh, yes, and give me my brassy. This is the worst game I ever played. Thank heaven it's not for money. Hey, wait a minute. I'll go back to sleep. All right, stand back, Mary. Four! God darn it, what's the matter with me? What did I do that was wrong, Mary? Should have never left Waukegan. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what's wrong with my game? Rochester, you've seen me play better than this. I have? <laughs> yes. What, what am I doing that's wrong here? I think you're holding the club a little you bit. You keep out of this, kid. <laughs> when I want your advice, I'll ask for it. Hey, Jack, here comes Mr. Lacey, your golf teacher. Oh, yeah. Well, hello, Jack. How are you going? I want my money back. That's how it's going. <laughs> Fine teacher. Oh, come on, Jack. Hit the ball. It'll be dark pretty soon. Okay, okay. Four. <laughs> Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd the ball go? Here it is by your left foot. <laughs> oh, yes. Congratulations. It was by your right foot when you started. <laughs> You don't have to get cute about it. Uh, pardon me, boys. Do you mind if I go through? Why, no. No, lady. Go right ahead. Gee, she's pretty old to be playing golf, isn't she? She sure is. 
How old are you, lady? Eighty-three, and I'm wild about Victor Mature. Well, go ahead. Let's see you hit the ball. Take it easy now. Huh? <laughs> well, I'll be darned. Yippee, I'm on the green. Thanks, boys. You're welcome. Gee, 83 years old, and look at her hit that ball. 83 nothing. That dame isn't a day over 70. <laughs> I'm too upset. Let's finish the game tomorrow, Phil. We're finishing it right now. Go ahead and shoot. Okay. Four, lady. Wow, look at that ball go. Yeah, right in the woods. What a slice. Oh. Well, come on, Rochester. Let's look for it. Oh, Jack, you'll never find it. Don't worry. I'll join you on the fairway. See you in a minute. Gosh, it... Gosh, it's dark. That ball must be around here someplace. I wish I had a flashlight. Rochester? Rochester, where are you? Right in front of you, boy. Oh, oh yes, I thought you were a tree. I, I know that ball landed right around here. Why don't we go home, get a good night's sleep, and continue the hunt in the morning? We're going to find that ball tonight. care how late it is. Whoop! Well, there it is. There's the ball. No. No, it's a moonbeam. <laughs> Rochester, I think if we bear over here to the left, we can kind of... Find... I just happen to remember, boss. This is my night off. I got a date. You can keep your date some other time. We're going to find that ball if it takes all night. <laughs> Let's see. I sliced. I think the ball went outside of that bush. Or was it the other side? Rochester, on which side of the bush do you think it landed? Huh? Rochester, I said, on which side of the... Rochester! Rochester! Well, I'll be darned, I'm talking to a tree. <laughs> Darn, that guy, he sneaked away. Rochester, Rochester, where are you? Rochester, you come back here and help me find this ball. I don't care how... Here's the dessert that will win a big smile of approval from the whole family. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.